Everybody, welcome back to the Steward Universe podcast. This is your host Jeff, of course, and this week we got something a little bit different for you. I recently uh, sat down with my close friend Eddie, who I've known for years, and we kind of just had a discussion about video games, old school video games we played, old systems, kind of what we're looking at with the current generation of games and what to expect in the next generation. It's a lot of fun to record, and I hope you guys have fun listening to it. Now on with the show. What kind of approach do you want to take? I mean, what I what ideas you got? Well, when I first thought of this idea, I was just really thinking about how video games are today and how there's like <clears throat> some games are free to play and you got like so many microtransactions, stuff like that. And it's really right. interesting in these days where you bought a game and you had the whole game. Yeah, you know? okay, so let's... Why don't we start from there, and then we'll just kind of go naturally, because I kind of went through and made a list earlier. Okay. Like, what did I have growing up? What like what kind of games did I have? And I'm like, oh, God, there's no way we could cover any of this, because it's way too much. <laughs> but yeah, we could do that and then touch on, like, the consoles we used to have growing up and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> oh, yeah, open up, because then it'll be too loud. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I'm going to have to go on the balcony for this podcast. It's kind of nice outside right now. <laughs> um, oh, are they? Yeah, so anyways, I remember when I was really little, back in the 80s, when we were little. Right. And I right. want to say... Both of us growing up. I want to say my first console was a hand-me-down from my cousin Mia, and it was an Intellivision. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Oh, and we kinda, wow. Do you remember? Like, we kind of played it briefly, but I, I don't know if it fully worked. And I, I feel like we didn't kind of get the full experience of Intellivision, really. Because my cousins yeah. always get the newest consoles all the time, but I wouldn't get theirs till it was, like, w- roar, worn into the ground, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I remember you having the Intellivision, but I can't. <sighs> but we didn't like I play it that much. Yeah, see, and my dad. It was actually my dad's console, the Atari 2600 we had. That was his. He bought it from Sears, so that's what we had. So the Intellivision was like the generation before that. Yeah, the 2600, I I distinctly remember that commercial for whatever reason. It had like a funny jingle about the Atari 2600. Can't remember the jingle. I just remember it was a jingle, (laughs) and it was stuck in my head forever. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I might have to. I might have to pull that up so I can insert it here in between our conversation. Oh, the fun is back. Oh yes, three. It's the twenty six hundred from Atari. It's the video system with classics galore, from Space Invaders to cars that roar. A real hip joystick controls the screen. Solaris is hot and midnight magic's mean. And one more thing, it's got a special low price. Under 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Now, isn't that nice? The plug is back, oh, yes, Marie. 
It's the 2600 from Atari. So I'll find it and clip it in right in this area or somewhere. Nice. So people can hear it and actually hear <laughs> All I remember is he got it from Sears. It was like an exclusive like Sears release with the wood grain panel over the speakers yeah. or whatever. Had oh the little metal God. toggle switches. Yeah. Guaranteed the there's somebody this. <laughs> And you had to have the little box that you would connect to the TV with the two screws in the back. Yep. <laughs> Didn't it? I swear it took like a half hour <sighs> to hook up a console back in the days. Like you had oh, to yeah. plug into the antenna and like some other audio video jacks. And I don't know what it was, but I swear it took like a half hour back then. Maybe because yeah, you had that. Maybe, but I think even now, I not to get off track, but a couple years ago, I found. All the components for our Atari 7600, which Ooh. was the next one after, which still played all the 2600 games, and I got it hooked up to my HDTV. Nice. I was able to hook it up, kind of rig everything. I was like, oh shit, this works. And <laughs> it took me between 30 minutes to an hour to get that figured out, so half an hour back in the day before we could play, yeah. But that was the days when you'd leave it hooked up to your TV all the time. Right. Because then you just flip it over to channel three, turn on your console. And then remember, there was like this thing <laughs> where if you had a console hooked up to your TV, it like kind of messed up the picture. Do you remember that? It was, it would almost yeah. like used it too much and you would, you would play your game too much. On, it would start to make your TV grainy. I don't know if that was like mm -hmm. something my parents used to tell me. Because they didn't want me to pick up the TV? <laughs> or was it actually real? <laughs> well, I know, like, if you left your game paused for a long time on those old tube televisions, it could burn or the you, image of the screen. Yeah, you'd get that burn. But that's... People are listening to this going, what are they talking about? They didn't have flat screens back then? No, we had a tube TV with a curved screen. <laughs> yeah. Not curved display like what we have now. It was... It bubbled out. Right. But that's why they would... That's why they told you, like, with, like, your Nintendo or your Genesis, that's why they told yeah. you, don't hook it up to a big screen TV, because it could burn the image into that screen and right. ruin your TV. And that was back when flat screens had those big red, uh, the red, green, and blue lights in front of them. Remember that? And you had to right. have the whole dark. That was, like, the beginning yeah. of the flat screens. And those it was would really projection. burn in that. If you left them, if you left something yeah. on them, they were burning bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I was actually, God, I remember. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I remember you having a television, but I can't remember ever playing it, and I'm sure we did. At some point, yeah, I'm was, sure. We did. It was short lived, <laughs> to say the least. But we just were able to get like a taste of of what you know video games were, and between that and your dad's twenty six hundred, you know, we, I think we played some pong and some what was that one like jungle where you like swung through the jungle? Um, oh, my friend, you're thinking of Pitfall. Oh, was that Pitfall? That was on a that was that on was the twenty six hundred, yeah. right? That was on the twenty six hundred, yeah. That was probably one of the greatest games of its time like when we played that we were just like oh my god like this game remember <laughs> yeah 
like for for us, it was one of the first like action games that you had, even though there wasn't really a whole lot of action. But you're running yeah. and jumping, you're avoiding crocodiles, you're swinging over pits, and yeah, it was it was crazy, but, but we we loved it. It was so much fun. And it was at a simpler time, so back then it seemed so complex. And it was challenging. Yeah. Oh, man. So many of these games. I remember playing Pac-Man on the Atari for hours, which yeah. looked nothing like the arcade. <laughs> which we didn't know when we were growing up, because we hadn't been to an arcade yet, so... But yeah, right. I remember playing that for hours and just getting stuck, and just like, oh, I want to get farther! <laughs> Until good old Aunt Mimi started taking us to Camelot. Then we started playing oh, the arcade games. Yeah. And we would oh, play, remember the, the original Super Mario Brothers? It was just, no, I think it was just Mario Brothers, right? It was just Mario Brothers, yeah. And that was the one yeah, where it was, it was like a platforms. Yeah, the platforms. You can get that on the Switch, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. it's available on the yeah. Switch. And it was, a, it was, the game that came bundled with the Atari 7800. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because when my dad <laughs> upgraded his console when the 2600 stopped working, that came with it. I think it was that and, like, Pole Position 2 or something like that. <laughs> now, Race, this is the, the part. The racing game. Yeah, I think it was Pole Position. This is the part yeah. where your audience goes, wait a minute, consoles came with a game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was pretty much standard. One or two games would come with it. Yeah. And I think back then... Oh, I might be wrong. Did did it not come with two controllers even back then? Yeah, two I wanna controllers. Say, I want to say when you got Nintendo... <clears throat> oh my god, we were so hyped, first of all. When you got Nintendo, it was like... It was like mind-blown. And... I want to say it came with Mario and Duck Hunt. So it came with the game. Yes. It came with a gun, even. And we were off and running, playing games. You didn't have to yeah. spend an additional $60 on top of your purchase, which was great. Because <laughs> well, I think the I think the original release of the, the NES had only, like, I think it only had Super Mario Brothers. Not the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hut combo cartridge. And then they put that in later. Because I remember some people only got Mario Brothers then like, like several months later, I think, or something like that, or maybe the next year. I don't know. Right. But I remember when we got our Nintendo, our zapper was orange and gray, and everybody else had the gray, the gray on gray. It was the light gray, dark gray. Ours was orange and gray. It was like, why is yours orange and gray? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> just the way it came. It's like, they changed it. I don't know. Did you get the one with that robot? Remember Nintendo actually came with a robot at one point? Yeah, they had Rob the Robot. I did not get that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. I was like, wait a minute. What, what, so was that the initial console that came with the robot? Or was that later it too? It was around Maybe during was... the first release. It, it okay. was like released around the same time. Time. So, see, that's another thing is when the Nintendo came out, they're releasing accessories like almost right away with it. Uh-huh. Like Rob the Robot, you could play games with it, but as far as I know, nobody I knew ever got Rob the Robot. 
It was just something you saw in the magazines, like the Sears catalog or the JC Penny catalog. Damn. <laughs> During this quarantine, or, man, I really could use a Rob the Robot right now. <laughs> <laughs> All the lonely folks out there in the quarantine, they could use a Rob the Robot. Oh, yeah. Because right now you could probably figure out a way to hack hack into it and make it your beer retrieval <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Sync it up to your Samsung uh, smart refrigerator. <laughs> It's like, Rob, order me some milk. <laughs> <clears throat> Next thing you know, ding dong. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Did you get the power glove? I was never fortunate enough to get the power glove. I wanted the power okay. glove so bad. And if, and that, that takes me back to the movie The Wizard. You remember the movie The Wizard? Yes. Yes. Cause that was the first time that we saw, like, the power glove being used. Yeah. Which and that I guess, actually... I guess they did a lot of movie magic, but then that was the first time we ever got to see Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, that was a huge reveal, and it was so unexpected. I don't think any movies have done that since. Have they, any movies revealed a game like that? I don't think so. I really don't think so. That was right. huge, because we... Nobody knew. We had heard maybe there was a new Mario Brothers game, and then the wizard comes out, and they're like, oh, by the way, Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, yeah. Wait, what? I'm sorry. <clears throat> Talk about hashtag mind blown. We, we went nuts when we saw yeah. that. I remember that. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> it was insane. We were then, like, when can we get this game? But it wasn't long after. We got our hands on it. And then I just remember being in, like, complete envy of the kid, because not only was it the new Super Mario 3, but the kid just beat the game in, like, whatever the allotted time was. They gave him, like, 30 minutes or something like that to beat the game. And he freaking just yeah, smashes just through the game. Figured it out. Figured where the warp whistles were. How to use the P-Wing and all this. It's like, wait, what, what is all this? What is he doing? How did he beat it so quick? Yeah. Well, I think it took me, like, two years before I got to the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> And see, I don't know if it's because we're older now, but the wizard with us back then and com and talking with the games and all that doesn't quite seem the same as a kid growing up today with, say, Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. Like, it's just like on a different level, or do you think kids have like that yeah. same vibe we had? I don't, I don't think so. I honestly think that that Sonic movie was probably targeted towards people our age since Sonic hit when we were still in that mode of playing video games at a, at such a young age. Right. So I'm like, I think they kind of missed with the Sonic movie. I mean, I guess people still saw it. I really don't know because we went into lockdown not too long after it came out. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see that one either. I'll eventually check it out, but I, I don't know. Like, I was like, who was this? Who was a Sonic movie before? Like, The Wizard. I I knew exactly. I was like, that's a movie for me when I was a kid. Exactly. When I came, I was like, that's what I want to watch. Yeah. It's like so, a Sonic. I'm like, there's not really any Sonic games anymore coming out that I know of, because yeah. there's no Sega consoles anymore. <laughs> Sega is just a game a game company now. Yeah. They're not manufacturing you know consoles, they're just software. 
for Nintendo to have their game in a movie like that was kind of like a big deal. Because I don't think Nintendo yeah. would do that today. Nintendo won't even let people stream their games. Well, I think they are now. But there was a time when Twitch was first blowing up that Nintendo was like, uh-uh, you're not streaming our games. We're we're shutting it down. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, you remember that. They were, yeah, they were copyright striking anything that came up Nintendo property. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why are you so worried about it? Microsoft is like, oh, you're just playing our game and giving us press. Okay, Sony, same thing. Yeah, Nintendo was like, whoa, 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 hold on here. No, no, no. <laughs> in, in some like weird ways, I feel like uh, Nintendo is like the Apple of video games. Because Apple is very like, yeah. this is going to happen our way. And Nintendo the same way. Like, I really wish Nintendo would release their games uh, like on Steam or something. And that wouldn't prevent people from buying the Switch. People are still going to buy the Switch, but if you could play Nintendo games on the computer, that'd be cool too, you know? Yeah. I mean, outside of an emulator, of course. I know there's emulators out there, people. I know. But to actually, like, purchase, like, new Switch games directly through Steam via a Nintendo launcher or whatever, you know? Yeah, all they'd have to do is say, okay, you can buy the games through Steam, you can link it to your Nintendo account on your PC. <laughs> and then since Nintendo and Microsoft have that kind of partnership going on, where if you want to play Minecraft on your Switch and your friend is on Xbox, you guys can play together. All they'd have to do is say, hey, well, if you have your Microsoft account, you can pick up where you left off on your Switch because we'll yeah. just integrate that service. So somebody could be playing you know, whatever on their PC and then like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere in the car with friends, so I'm not driving. I'm going to grab my Switch and pick up my game. Yeah. And yeah, not to get go. too Yeah, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but cloud gaming is definitely going to be a thing. We'll definitely come back around to that because that's, that's a whole other oh, yeah. topic I definitely want to discuss. But Oh, definitely. What, what do you think some... Do you remember the game Ghosts and Goblins on Nintendo? You know, I remember the title back in the day, but I never played it until just a couple years ago. That game for me was like that was that was one of the games that started to really get more into the graphics and it kind of had that like spookiness about it and it was just like a fun game. Right. And then you start to see the games evolve like Castlevania. Oh yeah. Castlevania was what I played all the time. Castlevania I owned and it was uh, so hard. I could never get past a certain point. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever beat Castlevania. That was a tough one. Yeah, I've I've maybe gotten to like the third or fourth level and that was about <laughs> it. I couldn't couldn't get any further. I'm like, I can't do this. It's like, this is too yeah. hard. Right. Yeah, the funny thing for me was I think I reached my peak when I beat Super Mario 3 in front of all you guys. You, Greg, and Jared. And uh, oh, I think Alex might have been there too. And I just remember my heart pounding. And you guys were like, oh my god, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, come on! And I remember beating that game, and it was just like, it was so funny, because we're just a bunch of eight-year-olds, and it like meant the world to us to, to beat yeah. that game. And you were the first one to beat it out of all of us. 
you were the first one, and then I don't remember who the second one was, but I know I eventually beat it. I think Greg eventually beat it. <sighs> yeah. Because then we all started to yeah, each other. Like, oh, do this, do that. <laughs> exactly. And what's funny is, I've still, to this day, have never beat the original Super Mario Brothers. Oh, you haven't beat the original? Nope. Oh, man. We should do that one day when we uh, when we hang out. And uh, just oh, yeah, kind of run definitely. through it. We, and, and there's a couple ways to run through it. Because if you remember, uh, you can run through it with, I want to say, two shortcuts. Jumping from world mm-hmm. one to four. And then I believe yeah. four to either the last world seven or the beginning of world eight. And I don't you remember can actually, the second jump, but yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the second jump. It was either world seven or world eight. Like, beginning of World 8, end of World 7, I want to say. Because I remember it's possible to beat it in, like, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, if you if you do yeah. those two shortcuts. But if you yeah, actually run through the game... The warp zones. Yeah, the other warp zones. Man, that was good times. And we had the whole game, from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were able to sit down next to your friend and get this people in the same house and play two player games together. Imagine that. I know you're right. <laughs> like, because I used to be able to sit down and play Contra two players, be like, oh yeah, two player Contra, enter the Konami code and go for it. Right. <laughs> oh boy. I think we might have just lost your millennial audience. Ah, uh, who cares? These, these are people who don't remember that, that there was. Mike Tyson's punch out first, <laughs> and then now, the, now Mike Tyson Dream? got his legal troubles, and now it's punch out with Mr. Dream. Yeah, Mike terrible. Tyson's punch out is still available on an emulator. You just can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm so glad I got that emulator now. Unless Nintendo's uh, listening, I do not have an emulator. Nintendo, I'm sorry. There, there are no emulators. <laughs> speaking purely on speculation of what the games yeah, might be. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then all of a sudden, my... Uh, I want to say... Who got Genesis first? I remember saving up for the Genesis. I heard about it, and I started saving up for it. And I, I don't remember I... if it was you or Jared that had it first, but you were the only two that had it, because I never got a Genesis. Yeah, I think Jared might have got it first. And Sonic was just revolutionary at that time. Like, my Oh, goodness. yeah. Like, I still remember Jared was the one of us for Nintendo that had the Friday the 13th video game, and none of us oh, could figure God. out how to play the damn thing. <laughs> we could never figure it out. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the movie like, games back then were just terrible as far as gameplay went. I remember struggling. They basically had a name and just went, snap it to whatever game we can make and kind of incorporate it. Whatever. Yeah, just just basically put a Friday the 13th skin on a crappy game. Yeah. <sighs> that game. Speaking of doing I can that, never that, figure that, it out. Yeah, I, I, I me either. <clears throat> but I've heard, actually this is kind of take us back a couple steps a little bit, but I remember hearing that Super Mario Brothers 2 for the Nintendo was actually a Japanese port of a totally different game. 
Yeah, I actually uh, learned about this a couple years ago. Uh, the Japanese game for the Famicom was called Doki Doki Panic. Oh, wow. The original Super Mario Bros. 2 that was released in Japan, they said was too hard for the American audience. So they oh, wow. reskinned that game and released that as Super Mario Bros. 2. And yeah, then later Mario on, they two. released... Yeah, like, I think it was for the Wii U, or maybe even the Wii Virtual Console, they released Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, and that's the original Japanese Super Mario Bros. 2. Oh. Yeah, so it's really weird. But that's why Super Mario Bros. 2 has that weird non-linear story compared to everything else, where it's like, who are these other characters? What's going on here? Yeah, that's Super Mario Bros. So 2 weird. sticks out like a sore thumb, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still had a lot of fun playing. Because I remember you had it, and I'd come over and we'd play it. But it's like, yep. why is this different? Where's the Mushroom Kingdom? Where's King Koopa and all the, the Goombas and all that? But I feel like it wasn't really too um, noticeable. Well, it was noticeable, but I, I guess when Super Mario 2 came out and we were playing it, and we just thought, okay, well, this is a new Mario 2. It's got new characters. Cool. But then when Mario 3 came out, and then it was back to the Mario 1 characters, then it was like, wait a minute. Now that's when Mario 2 was really sticking out. And it's like, what the heck was going on here? Like, what did they do? Yeah. It was like, did they try something and it just didn't work? But I think in the game story, it was Mario was dreaming. And this was all a dream he had was what was going um, on in Mario 2. I'm like, like okay, well, all right. Because I saw videos of somebody beating the game, and they're like, oh, it was all a dream. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then we come to find out years later, oh, we just reskinned the, re-skinned the different game because we were going to give them too hard of a game to play in the U.S. <laughs> like, hey, eventually um, we would have figured it out. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> Well, back then we had, what, uh, Nintendo Power Magazine? That was back when magazines were relevant. And we would actually subscribe to those magazines, and we would wait for them to get to our door. I remember, like, in the summer, we'd be hanging out in the summer, riding our scooters, and then when the mailman or the UPS guy would come around and one of us had ordered something, it was always, like, waiting for a magazine or some kind of memorabilia of some sorts. And then yeah, we actually looked forward to getting that magazine, and we would put those cheat codes in. <laughs> something you sent away for either on the inside of the instruction manual in the game box for Nintendo or Sega. Yeah. Or, or I, th- I think you were given, like, a free six-month subscription when you bought a Nintendo to Nintendo Power Magazine or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember getting a few of those and being like, oh my god, look at this new game coming out. Or, oh, it's got cheat codes for this. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how we ever stumbled upon that code for Contra, the Konami code, up, up, down, down, left, right, right, left, right, 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 start. I don't know how we ever learned that. (laughs) As far as I know, it just kind of happened. One of us found it out, and then we all learned it, and it stuck with us. Yeah. And that's, um, it's funny because I don't know, I don't know if you know, but Xavier Woods, he has a channel on YouTube called Up, Up, Down, Down. 
up, up, down, down. The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, I know exactly what you're referencing. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Now's the chance. We're going to come right. out with our channel, Jeff. BA start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because left, right, left, right might sound like we're some kind of weird political cast. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of left wing wacko host, co host. <laughs> <laughs> like no we're video games I swear <laughs> oh man actually have you ever thought about filming your podcast on YouTube that would be interesting you know I've thought about oh. doing it for some for some podcasts like maybe some one offs or something kind of do a video thing yeah like if we like if we ever decide to and we're brainstorming while we record I don't even care people can hear this if we decide to do the uh original Super Mario Brothers. We could always try and set that up to film. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll do, we could do like a continuation of this. Yeah, definitely. I'm down for that. Did, did you have a Game Boy or did you just jump right to uh, Game Gear? I want to talk a little bit about those handhelds. Oh, definitely. Um, so for Game Boy... I never had a Game Boy, and I'm I'm still mad at my parents to this day because my dad said, this is my dad's excuse for not buying me a Game Boy. He said that it was going to ruin my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't stare at that little screen all day. You're not going to do it. I'm not, we're not going to buy you a Game Boy. And he would never buy me a Game Boy because of that. And I was so envious of you and your Game Boy. You and Greg had your Game Boys. I had other kids from school were like sneaking their Game Boys in their backpacks and playing them during class. And to me, at, at that time, thinking about playing a game on the go was just the most insanely cool idea ever. Yeah, you know, because before that, before that came about, where you could switch cartridges, you just had those little cheap handheld Tiger electronic things. Tiger LCDs, yes, yeah. That, and yeah, that those, really those were, <laughs> and those, those were bad. Like we were too young to realize that we're like, oh, okay, we'll play this. Now we're like, why did I play that? That was, that was awful. I think the yeah, best one I, was that football one. <laughs> probably that was probably the best one. That was probably the best I remember one. Remember, it had like a little, it had like a little stadium around it too. Yeah. I remember that it was a little electronic, had the little red blips, red blips on the screen. Yeah. Very. My dad had a baseball version of that too. Oh yes, and I think I had like a golf yeah. one at one point. I went. We went through quite a bit of those little Tiger LCDs. And yeah, then the Game Boy those... crushed them all. <laughs> Game Boy comes along and it's like, hey, it's it's not a color screen, but you got all these games and you can take it on the go. Yeah. And then Sega's like, what do you mean it's not a color screen? Here's the Game Gear. God damn it. Yeah. And that's how I convinced, I think that's how I finally convinced my parents. I think I, I want to say I ended up buying the Game Gear, but they were finally okay with it because when they saw the Game Gear, they were like, okay, it's got a little bit bigger of a screen. It's in color. I'm not sure what the logic yeah. was totally, but I was like, okay, whatever. If you guys are cool with it, I'm getting it. <laughs> and I finally was yeah, able to it, get it. it it had a bigger screen. It had better sound. It was in color. And I I think 
And I don't know if you had this accessory for it, but it came with a TV tuner, so you could watch TV on it. I remember the TV tuner. I did have that. Okay, you did have it. That's why I knew about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. the TV tuner. That's how I knew you did have it. Definitely wasn't the greatest. It was definitely like, you know, early cutting edge technology when that TV tuner came out. So yeah. you only got like, I want to say for whatever reason, channels two and four didn't come in too great, two, four and five, but like seven, nine and 11 and 13. So what's that? ABC, KCAL, Fox and KCOP. Those are the KCOP, only ones that came yeah. in like really good. And two, four, and five yeah, were just yeah. like, ah, we don't, we don't really want to cooperate with this TV tuner you got. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that was kind of the standard for those at the time, because Sony had their little portable TVs that you could get. Yeah. But if you think about it, Sega was kind of cutting edge right there. They're like, hey, you want to watch TV? You want to play your yeah. video games? Just buy this accessory, clip it in. You got TV. You can watch your cartoons in bed on the weekend if you don't have a TV in your room. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I think now, now we have TV on our phones and everywhere else. Like, Sega was kind of the precursor to that with the Game Gear. It was. It was. In a way, all these handhelds kind of were the precursor for the iPhone. You know? Yeah. Because you're able to play games on the the Game Gear. Yeah. Oh, of course. They had to. It was it was like how the Walkman it was for music now. That's oh the, how video Walk. game portable video games were then for games. Now. <laughs> yeah. And I freaking swear I remember being a kid saying, I wish this Walkman could play any song I wanted by just like entering it or something or having a little device mm-hmm. that just played whatever song you wanted. Or play any game you wanted to play. And then all of a sudden, boom. Years later, here comes the iPod. Yep. You see, this is kind of branching into the like old nostalgia technology. Let me try and reword that again, and I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nostalgia of old ne- technology along with the video games. So it's kind yeah. of, but it kind of encompasses everything. It really does. Yeah, I remember I mean, when you. I remember you playing Columns on your Game Gear. Yes. And Sonic the Hedgehog. When I was funny Columns, enough, though, I actually bought the. But. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. When no, I you're good. You're good. I always felt I always felt like it was the lesser version of Tetris, though. I'm like, uh, luckily it looks really cool because was, I feel like I wanted to, you know. <laughs> it was definitely like, well, Nintendo's got Tetris. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah. I think it was more my, uh, my, uh, somewhat jealous, envious inner child because I never had a Game Boy. And I was like, oh, this fucking, this Game Gear is really awesome. But damn it, this Columns game is just not Tetris. It was fun for what it was, but it wasn't Tetris. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, did you know anyone else who had a Game Gear so you could play together, like, two-player games and all that? I only knew... Uh, only one of my friends from school had a Game Gear, 
this kid, Alex, and I actually, uh, we went to elementary school together. You actually might know his brother, Dane. Remember Dane and Alex? Yes, yes. I want to say, okay. I want to say yeah. Dane was in your grade, because you and I were a yeah, grade apart. Was, Dane was in my class. Yeah, Dane was yeah. in my class. Yeah, his older brother, his brother Alex, Alex, yeah. He had a Game Gear, and we would always talk about Game Gear, and not everybody got a Game Gear right away. He was like the only one. Uh, everybody was still on the yeah, Game Boy. I, everyone had the Game Boy, and I don't know how it was with the Game Gear to play like head-to-head, but I know with the Game Boy, you had to have a link cable, and you had to connect the two Game Boys, and each mm-hmm. person had to have the same game so you could play head-to-head. Yeah, it was the same with Game Gear. You had to plug it, plug into each other. Okay, so you had to have that link cable so it would connect. Yeah, it's not like now where you just go online and you can play head to head with somebody. <laughs> exactly. We had to link our ha- our portable systems together with a cable, and then mm-hmm. select the two player option. Oh man. You and, know, you, then, and you couldn't see the other person's screen either. I know that's hard for some people to think. You only had your screen you were looking at. Right. And then you had, um, if you remember, you had the Atari Lynx. But the Atari yeah, Lynx... Yeah, very short-lived. The yeah, very, very short-lived. short-lived. That's what I was just going to say. It. I don't remember a whole lot about the Lynx. I don't think either of us got the Lynx. I don't think any of us got the Lynx. Oh. Nobody I know had the Lynx, and nobody had the Jaguar either. The Jaguar, that was really scarce. I remember we went into, oh, what was the place called? I think it was, this is this is really going to date me, because it was on, I want to say it was on Beach Boulevard. I think it was Ken Crane's audio and video. Oh, there used to be this, yes. it was where the, where the t-shirt place is now. There's a t-shirt store there, but it used to be Ken Crane's audio video. And they yep. sold like the big screen TVs and all the stereo equipment. I was in there with my parents and they had one of those displays where you could play the Atari Jaguar. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to figure it out. I'm like, I, no, I can't figure this controller's too weird. This is, this is weird. I can't figure this out. <laughs> Like, there's too many buttons. Why is there a number pad? Why is it so big? Yeah, the Atari. But I remember seeing it. It was like uh, really awkward. Yeah, it was like they were trying to keep up, but doing like too much, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah. Do you remember if that was before or after Game Gear? That was. Was that after? Shoot. You know what? Let me see here. I have a list that I kept up in my browser of different generations of game consoles. So I can tell you right now when. uh, The Jaguar came out in 1993. And you're probably going to hear me typing. (laughs) Let's check the release date for the Sega Game Gear. October 6th, 1990. So the Jaguar was three years after Game Gear. And then the Lynx was before that in 89 then. The Lynx was right before it. That's why it was short-lived, because the Game Gear came out a year later. And that was a 16-bit handheld console. That was 
it's weird how that failed because that should have been revolutionary at the time. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why I. You know what? I think it was hard for Atari to come back after that game crash, which yeah. systematically kind of ended their reign. Because they took a hard hit during that video game crash before Nintendo came out, before Sega came out. Yep. Atari was the top of the mountain, and then that whole industry just took a hit, and Atari, unfortunately, just never was able to climb out. Yeah, that was the I great, mean, now, of course, uh, the really... game crash of 83, I think. I believe it was 83, yeah. <sighs> It was crazy to think, because I didn't even realize that it happened at the time. I didn't know anything, and we were so young. Yeah, we were too young. Just to like, really... oh. Then Nintendo comes out in 84, and apparently, from what I read, retailers were scared to sell the Nintendo Entertainment System. Really? And Nintendo had to basically guarantee, like, look, if whatever you don't sell, we will buy back. And stores were oh, selling okay. out once they released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo struck gold with, with that. Yeah. But I remember coming over to your place and playing Genesis. I think I think you had Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Super Bowl? You had, no, you Tecmo had Super Bowl one of was those... still on the Nintendo, wasn't it? Or was it Super Football Nintendo? Games. I had... Oh, no, wait. On... God, you had it? you had one football game for it the Genesis. Joe Montana. It was Joe Montana oh, Sports Talk okay, Football. Mon- That's what it <laughs> oh was. That was that was actually revolutionary for for sports games. That was the first game that ever had commentary. Yeah, I remember. I remember now. It was once you said that I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" It. I thought it was Tecmo. It was Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. Wow, oh my that's god! Totally. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and it was really robotic, too. The voices were really robotic, but at the same time, it was so revolutionary. It was just, like, so cool to us. We were like, whatever. Yeah. To hear them, like, commentate what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. There was no speech in games. There was bubbles. Or if you were playing a sports game, you would just hear noises. You might hear yeah, the like, crowd okay, baseball. <sighs> and that was it. RBI baseball, you hear like the really fake crowd noise. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like RBI baseball, all those noises, the crowd. Oh, and like when you hit the ball, it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> in the crowd. Yep. Oh, it was so fun. Exactly. And yet we played RBI baseball so much. And now to see what versions of RBI baseball are out now. They look more like MLB the show, and they're so realistic. It's like, uh, I remember when RBI Baseball was just these little round, faceless characters. Yeah, little round, chubby guys. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same, just different colors. Yeah, it was funny. They just rendered the, the teams like, in different colors Lord. to separate them. Now the, it's such a complete simulation. The show is... The show is really intense. If you if you take full advantage of all of the features of MLB the Show, it, you would have to only play that game. Like there's so it's so deep with this. I mean, 
and what I mean by that is if you do the career mode. So you do like where your player gets drafted, you move up, or you manage your team, and you have to worry about you have to worry about the player's salary caps. You have to worry about the food. Uh, you have to worry about cleaning the restrooms, maintaining the stadium. I mean, compared to what we had when we were kids, that's insane. Yeah, because you think about it. When we put in a baseball game, whether it be in the Genesis or the Nintendo or even Super Nintendo, it was you powered it on, you figured out what teams you were going to be, and you just played the game. Yeah, now, exactly. you get into career mode, it's like, how are you going to manage your stadium? How are you going to draft your players? How are you going to negotiate contracts? It's like, mm-hmm. can I just play the game for five minutes? Exactly. It's it's a <laughs> simulation it more than a game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's still a game in there, but if you get into this certain mode, like the manager mode or whatever, it's all a simulation. Yeah. It's... Which is it's which insane. is great for some people, if that's what you you know really want. But I, I just can't imagine using all those features and still playing other games, still having time to play other games. Yeah, I know. I know a buddy of mine who plays MLB The Show. He'll get the new version when it comes out, and he's always right there in the manager mode. He's taking care of the stadium and drafting and making sure that he updates the concessions. And you know, lowers prices yeah. to draw in more people. I'm like, like, man, I wouldn't be able to handle all that. It's like, that's like a job. Yeah, it really is. I tried it with, uh, <clears throat> I tried it two seasons ago with NHL and it, it's a lot, man. And, and they almost feel like you can't even keep up with it. Yeah. I think I tried it with, um, I think it was the first iteration of the, show to have that manager mode or career mode in it and i was like you know what i i can't do this i think that was back on ps3 i was like i can't i just i just want to play as the team screw this i deleted the file i said i'm never going back to that part of the game oh man i can't yeah and then all of a sudden you and greg got the super nintendo Oh, funny story about the Super Nintendo. We almost didn't get it. I'll tell you what happened. What happened. My brother Greg and I. So Greg and I, at his his idea was to sneak around and see if we could find out if my parents hid presents around the house. He found the Super Nintendo under their bed. And I was like, okay, well, we can't say anything. He goes, no, 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 we're going to not say anything. His, and for lack of a better term, his dumbass, when we were at the grocery store, he told one of the people bagging groceries that he looked and found the Super Nintendo. They, in turn, told <laughs> my parents. And my parents called us out that same day and said, hey, we know you were sneaking around. Well, guess what? We're taking it back to the store. You're not getting that Super Nintendo now for Christmas. Oh, man. And we're both like, no, we didn't mean the snoop. It was like, it was great. So he's like, no, well, it was an accident. We didn't mean to find it. And this was like a couple of months before. Then fast forward to Christmas. We were both surprised because they were like, yeah, we decided to keep it because you guys actually straightened up and we're good. 
after that. <laughs> we were we were nice. so close to not getting it. That's legit though, because it actually but, still was able to be a surprise. That's cool. Yeah, because you at that point you're probably certain you were like, nah. They they said they were gonna take it back. You probably weren't even thinking about was, it, and then boom. Yeah, I was like, they took it back. We're not getting it. I don't know what we're getting. It's like we're probably gonna get socks. And then <laughs> boom. We got it on Christmas. Title. What title came with it? Super Mario World? Super, Mar- Super Mario World. You got two Super controllers, the system, and Super Mario World. Two yeah. controllers, people, not just one, two. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Two controllers and a game. Whew. Those days yeah, are that was, long gone. And that wasn't like a special bundle. Where they were like, oh, here's, you know, this bundle. We're throwing in an extra controller and a game. And it's going to be only $100 more than the regular version. No, that was how it was <laughs> sold. <laughs> the Super Nintendo was packaged exactly. with two controllers in Super Mario World. And I think it was only like 200 bucks at the time. So you think about it, that's a steal. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then I remember getting no, like, they... uh, do you remember Mario Paint at all? I remember Mario Paint, yeah. I didn't have it, but I remember that one. Uh, we had Wasn't it. You like had that board sh- that came with it? It was a plastic mouse pad that you would use a mouse on to try and draw and create yeah. pictures. Oh my god. It was it was fun, but that mouse and that mouse pad were so... <laughs> they were the worst. And you had to use that. You could use any other controller. Yeah. But, uh... And then, of course, like Donkey Kong. And it was Kong. just one of those things you're, you were willing to deal with it because it was like, oh, what I'm doing on this pad's coming up on the screen. Another, like, exactly. amazing thing at the time. Because at that point, we didn't have, have PCs weren't widely available. The only computers we really played were the Apple IIe's at school. <laughs> and that yeah. was really the only time where the mouse would, like, do what you were doing showing on the screen. And even then, it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, the latency was like a couple seconds, and you were like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And we still had to put in the floppy disk and turn the little knob. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> and then play Oregon Trail for for an hour. Oh, man, the green screen. Remember that was a that was the original Macintosh, right? The green screen. Yep, that was the original. Yeah, those green screens and those Apple IIe's, and then and then the Mac had like a black and white screen that was more of a regular looking interface. But but yeah, for Mario, like like the second or third generation has it. Yeah, yeah. So for Mario Paint to be able to do all that, you could. It had games built in. You could color. You could draw your own pictures. You could play music. It was it was fun. Looking back now, I'm like, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing it. I'm like, that controller interface with that mouse was... It was bad, but we didn't know any better. We didn't know any better at the time. Right, and at that time, that was the best there was. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and still, like, I never owned Star Fox, but I rented it several times. Yeah. Oh, you it know, was remember, crazy. They're uh, like, this I is think... the new chip. And... 
we played Star Fox at my house. Because you remember, so uh, my my uncle Art and Marty moved in next door to me, and yes. she got Max a Super Nintendo, but he was still too young to play it, and so it was just collecting <laughs> dust. So anyways, she yeah, and then she uh, she let me uh, she let me have it over at my house, and she only had Star Fox. And I don't remember if I bought any games for it or not. I think she only had a few games, and I just kind of played those. But Star Fox was one of them, and that game was... I like that game. Yeah, I've, I've tried playing it on the Switch, because it's in the Super Nintendo Online thing. But because the controllers on the Switch handheld are so different, I couldn't like get my hands to figure out how I was supposed to control everything. So I just kept uh-huh. crashing. Which is not much different than how I played it back in the day when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, that game was challenging. It was a good game. It was. I think the biggest game for me, though, on the Super Nintendo had to be Street Fighter 2. That game was badass. <laughs> we, I think we logged so many hours playing Street Fighter 2. Yeah, and the Just... anticipation towards that game was intense. That we heard about like Power Magazine wait. status. Yeah, that was one. They're like, you're going to be able to play Street Fighter Two at home. We're like, wait, I'm sorry, what did you say? At right. home because I've only played this in the arcade. What are you talking about at home? We don't have to go to Western Arcade was... anymore. <laughs> or Aladdin's <laughs> Castle in the Park Mall. Yeah, yeah, or Camelot. Camelot. Uh, yeah, that was big. Little, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack here for a second. Camelot is where I got addicted to pinball because <laughs> they had that room full of pin, different pinball machines. That was where yeah. I found my love of pinball. It was right there because I played the Terminator Two pinball machine and the Adams Family pinball machine. Yeah, oh. and the Star Wars pinball machine. <clears throat> That's so funny, and, and say, then you go into the arcade. Yeah, that was good times. Pinball, and I, and I used to love playing skee-ball, too. Oh, skee-ball was fun. I remember in the arcade portion where all the video games were, I used to seek out at Camelot the Altered Beast arcade machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For some reason, Altered I Beast. loved playing Altered Beast. I think it's because I didn't was, have a Genesis, so it wasn't readily available for me all the time. Only if I was hanging out with you yeah. in your place, I think you had Because I think that was yeah, one of, that was one of the a games. Big Genesis game. Altered Beast was a big yeah. Genesis game, yeah. Um, play, being able to play that at home. And that's kind of what the Genesis did for us. Is it, 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 that started to bring arcade games home. Yeah. And it but really Super helped Nintendo Mortal really Kombat brought the real arcade games. Yeah. Yeah, with the exception of Mortal Kombat, because Genesis was very faithful to the Mortal Kombat arcade game. They had the blood, they had the fatalities. The Super Nintendo version, you had to go into the settings and enable those. It wasn't just, here it is. Nintendo was like, well, we're more family friendly, so we got to put the settings in there so you can turn off the blood and make it look like sweat. You can turn off the fatalities. Because parents were like, oh, I don't want my kids seeing somebody get their head ripped out. It's like, 
you realize they were playing at Seven Eleven this whole time, right? <laughs> it's like they would go to the liquor store down the street or Seven Eleven and play Mortal Kombat for hours on end. They've already seen yeah. it. <laughs> and looking back, Mortal Kombat then compared to the Mortal Kombat games now, they were tame. Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah, they're pretty gruesome now. <laughs> Now it's like, oh, you're showing me an x-ray of the guy's head getting split or his balls exploding when he gets punched in the crotch. It's like, am I watching House of Thousand Corpses or am I playing a game? <laughs> it's insane. But I, I remember when Mortal Kombat came out for home release. It was like, oh my god, this is so great. We play Mortal Kombat at home. And then anyone who got it for Super Nintendo was like, wait a minute, where's the blood? And then we had huh. to figure out, oh, you have to go into the settings and enable all this stuff. And I think we got that out of Nintendo Power Magazine, too. Or one yeah. of the magazines. Maybe I'm, it was GamePro. I remember, I remember GamePro. That was another one. GamePro came along, and then there was uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Elect EGM, yeah, and then it turned into EGU. Yep. <laughs> Electronic gaming monthly. Oh, <clears throat> NBA NBA Jam. NBA Jam was another one that was really fun. That was a classic. That <laughs> that is a classic. From downtown, he's heating up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, good stuff. Putting on big head mode in NBA Jam, you just have characters, little tiny bodies, these giant heads moving around the screen. <laughs> Yeah, I can't play any other way. I always put it in big head mode. Yeah. I actually, uh, I only recently, about nine, ten months ago, got NBA Jam for Xbox. It was on there for sale, and I just grabbed it. I have to look and see if it's available for PS4, because I, I don't think it's available on the Switch. But, but... No, they have that It'd NBA nice Playground. But... Yeah. That NBA yeah. Playground supposed to be like the new NBA Jam, but from what I read read online is that it's just a big uh, microtransaction after microtransaction type of game. Let's see that that turns me off to games. Like not not to sidetrack too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's like they put out a game like say Fortnite. And it's free to download. It's free to play, essentially. But if you want to get new character packs and new skins and extra weapons, that's where it's going to start costing you. And it's not cheap. Because they're like, oh, you want to do this? Well, that's 40 bucks, And you get all this stuff. It's like, wait a minute. Why didn't you just sell me the game for 60 bucks and include this stuff? Yeah. I would much rather do that. You You can spend hundreds of dollars in Fortnite. And that's this crazy is, to think that, you know, putting upwards of a grand down on a game. Yeah. And people do it with no problem. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't get it. It's it's why now I wait. Like, when I got WWE 2K18, I didn't get it when it first came out. Because it was like, oh, if you want the bare game, it's 60 bucks. And this is all you get. What's included on the disc or the digital version, that's it. You want this extra stuff, it's going to cost you. Like, this pack is 30 bucks, and this one's 20, and then the season passes this much. 
I yeah. waited to get like the game of the year edition later on or the special edition when it went on sale that included all the DLC. Yeah. I'd always I did the same sale. thing with willing to wait. Yeah, I did the same thing with the Spider Man game for PS4. I waited. And then the game of the year edition came out with all the DLC and I was like, well for thirty bucks I get everything that everybody else spent their sixty dollars for the game and then paid all that extra for later. It's like I get it all up front now. Yeah, exactly. It's like so. even even the Nintendo Wii didn't really have DLC for the most part. Everything was right there on the game disc when you bought it. Exactly. I see. I miss those days. I mean, DLC is great. Don't get me wrong. I love some DLC, but in certain cases where you've you've got to purchase DLC after DLC for nineteen ninety nine a pop. Games get really expensive now. Yeah. And I can't even remember where the first DLC started. I want to say it started maybe with the original Xbox and PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 or 3. Yeah. And it, it, and then it wasn't even like a lot. They were like just, oh, hey, we got this extra part of the game we decided to create for you guys. And if you want to get it. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the early stages of DLC, huh? Yeah. But I remember, even when I had my uh, Sega Dreamcast, which was the last Sega console ever made, (laughs) it was the only Sega console I ever owned, was the last one they ever made. And that even had online capability, you'd be able to get online with it. But there was no DLC for games like that, like Crazy Taxi or House of the Dead 2, there wasn't DLC for those. Just here's and there the wasn't even game. like updates. Was there updates no. back then or no? Yeah. Uh, if you were if you were gonna do the online connectivity thing, they had like firmware updates for that to kind of help stabilize. But it wasn't as big as it is now. Like I yeah. don't think I ever really used the Dreamcast online. I think I tried it once, and it was so slow because it was like an island connection and. <laughs> I mean, this is still the days before broadband, because we're talking, this was 98, 99. Wow, yeah. So. <laughs> that was when you had to wait 15 minutes to get on the internet. Yeah, or if you wanted to download it. a video or whatever. Two days. <laughs> like an hour. Nobody used a photo. Try to download a photo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the phone, I'm downloading a photo. <laughs> Trying to yeah. watch this little video clip. It's 30 seconds. It's going to take me an hour. Oh, man. It was crazy to think. Yeah. Like You had all these game consoles, the Nintendo, the Genesis, the Sega Dreamcast, the PlayStation. Do you remember TurboGrafx-16? I never had it, but I remember it coming out. Yeah. TurboGrafx-16, I think the main character was Bonk. Yeah, it was Bonk, Bonk's Adventure. And they were all on little cards that you put in. It wasn't CDs or cartridges. They were these little, like, game cards that you would slide in. Yeah. Very similar to Switch cards now. Right. But see, I kind of missed that, too. Every console had, like, a, a mascot. 
Yep. Every and console because Nintendo was obviously Mario. Sega was Sonic. Turbo Graphics was Bong. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, PlayStation it was Crash Bandicoot. And I think um that must have ended with Xbox then, huh? Yeah, because Xbox didn't really... I mean, unless you want to count Halo, but that really wasn't a mascot. Yeah. Not in the regard of, like, a Mario or a Sonic, you know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I think know. Xbox was more like, like, hey, do you want to elevate your gaming to be a little more sophisticated, a little more grown-up? <laughs> I remember, I no even... mascots around here. I didn't even buy an Xbox from the store. A friend of mine had it. He got tired of playing it. He goes, you want to buy it off me for a hundred bucks? I got like five games and I was like, sure, a hundred bucks. They're like 300 in the store. I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. And that's how I got my Why first not? Xbox was off a of friend. And that's I'm kicking, perfect. I kick give myself every day for out. not keeping it. Yeah. I kick <laughs> myself every day for not, for not keeping it and not keeping my Xbox 360 that I had. You know, I try not to think about that, but I definitely kick myself for not keeping all of my consoles. I wish out of all the right. things that, cause I don't, I'm not a big, uh, I don't collect stuff, as you know. You've been in my place, you see how <laughs> there's like nothing really. <laughs> I don't collect stuff, so, but if, if I was gonna collect anything, cause I'm such a, I'm still a gamer, you know this. So, right. of all the things I wish I would have saved, video game consoles would have been, like I really wish I would have saved my consoles, even if they didn't work, just to have the the console itself. Yeah, I think. Um, don't don't hold me to this a hundred percent, but I think packed away in my garage somewhere, I'd have to go through a whole bunch of boxes. I might still have my Super Nintendo and my original Nintendo. I might. Ooh, nice. Did you ever and get a hold of I, anyone? I have the original NES Mini, but I never got a Super Nintendo Mini. I tried to get one. It said it was in stock at Best Buy, and when I called them to see, they're like, no, we just sold the last one, like, five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. It's like, Yeah, Ugh. those things went like... That was, a, that was a hot ticket item. Everyone bought them up and then was turning around and selling them on eBay, and I'm like, I'm not paying, I'm not paying you $300 for what was listed as $80 retail. Yeah, Sorry, I just really. <laughs> I wish they would have let you download whatever game came out on that console, as opposed to just saying, "Okay, we're just going to select the thirty-five games for you." What we feel yeah. is best. But yeah. what what I think is going to happen now, because they're not going to they're not going to make another Super Nintendo Mini. They're not going to re-release it again. I think eventually. Yeah. All those games that were on there are going to be released to the uh, the Switch online service for the Super Nintendo. That's that's what I'm thinking. They that stopped doing cool. the monthly releases for it, but I think they're just going to hit like, oh hey, here's you know several new games for the Super Nintendo. Here's several new games for the Nintendo. And at and some like, well, point, just have complete library. I think at some point. Probably because I think it was last year around Christmas time or somewhere around there or late summer, early fall, they did the Super Nintendo. 
which was one year after they released the Nintendo uh, online virtual console thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this year we'll get like Nintendo 64. And then maybe right. eventually GameCube. Forward. And then the Wii yes. stuff. And then maybe they'll start throwing in like some Game Boy stuff and all that. Yeah, and I don't see why not. And I see them, I see them coming out with a new generation Switch, uh, probably within a few years. And oh yeah, maybe There's... that'll have a co- a comprehensive library of Nintendo games. I saw rumors of Nintendo having something filed recently for like a dual screen Switch. Sort of like what I, the Nintendo DS became. Yeah, I did like, see that. I saw a little mention of that on okay. YouTube. Like, okay, that might be cool. That might be cool. Like, even yeah. even if they didn't do that, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna release like a beefed up version of the Switch," you know, because they could even keep it in the same handheld size and still beef up the specs. We we all know it's possible. Mm-hmm. Or what if they even move to uh, a controller uh, screen setup? You've seen how uh, you can actually link your iPhone to your PlayStation and hook up the controller via Bluetooth to the phone and play your games like that as long as you're on the Wi-Fi of your console. So yeah, I've to, seen that. They actually went that. to a model like that. Yeah, and to where you would have the comfort of playing with a full-fledged, um, you know, controller, and then mm-hmm. you just have this, the whole size of the unit just be a big, massive screen. You know, that's, that might be something they look at, considering what yeah. they're doing with the phones, you know what I mean? Cause having a controller, yeah. obviously they know the value in having a controller, because they released a regular controller for the Switch. So they know it's there. Yeah. And Which that makes I me wonder if they're going to... Yeah. Yeah, I just picked up a, a third-party uh, version of the Pro Controller. So I was going to get the actual Nintendo version, uh-huh. but it's still 70 bucks. I was like, do I want to pay 70 bucks? I know it's probably the best one to get, but... Okay. like. <laughs> So I found another one, and I checked. I found another one on Amazon. It was third party. It has the rumble feature. It's think of it as kind of a hybrid between the Pro controller and an Xbox One controller. So it's kind of the the same shape as if you put those two together. It's really comfortable. I was using it earlier today, actually, before we jumped on here. Nice. And it was it was only like thirty four ninety nine, and all the ratings on Amazon were like, "Look, it's not the best controller you can buy, but if you're looking to get one that does everything the Pro controller does and has long battery life, this is the one you want." It's like, okay, cool. So I got that, and then I got a charging grip for my Joy Cons. So now I have two controllers again because the red one that I had before that I brought over to your place a few times. Uh huh. Uh, because of the way I was carrying it around, I kind of, uh, messed it up to where one of the joysticks was, had drift issues. So it was my own fault. It was my own fault. I caused the joy, the joystick (laughs) drift on 
it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to toss it. It was a $25 wired controller. It just goes in yeah, the trash. I remember I another one eventually. I was like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not worth it for me to be like, oh, hey, your controller sucks because now it's drifting. It's like, it was my own fault. It was the way I was carrying it around. <laughs> you know, with a $20 controller, if, you're, if you get a year out of it, so be it. You know what I mean? It's $20 controller. Yeah, now it's like, eh, controllers are almost disposable. Not like back in the day where you take the Nintendo controller and throw it across the room and it wouldn't break. You could stomp on it, you'd throw it down, and it would smash against stuff, and then you'd pick it up and you're like, hey, this still works, I'm still playing. <laughs> now, I guess now you the... drop your PS4 yeah. or Xbox controller, you're like, holy shit, is it broken? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so delicate nowadays, right? Like, it only dropped a foot. Holy shit. The shortest little nothing is the one one that messes your thing up. Exactly. And actually, the PS4 controller is pretty durable because I've dropped it I don't know how many times. And everything still works just fine. The only thing that sucks is the battery life isn't nearly what it should be. But... That's uh, why yeah. they came out with the PS4 or Pro controller because that has oh. a better battery life. <laughs> I'm like, man, yep. I can't see paying. <laughs> I was even looking to get a new or even a second PlayStation controller. They're like, oh, hey, you want one? They're still 70 bucks. I'm like, nah. Uh, not when your PS5 is right around the corner. They should be down to like $35. Seriously, they should be. You know, they did go on sale uh, last holiday season. And I ended up picking one up yeah. uh, for Devin. But, um, th- yeah, they're still regular price. And it's like, come on, Sony. Like, what are you – your new console is on the rise, which, I mean, even, I don't want to get ahead. Even the that's Xbox controllers stuff. right now. <laughs> yeah, even the yeah, Xbox controllers right now are still regular price. I'm like, man, I can't – I was like, I can't justify paying. Especially when I don't have an Xbox, I'm like – I can't see paying that just to be able to use it on my PC. It's the only place I'm able to use it. Right. Unless I get, what is it, the Project Cloud that they're, so you can do the mobile gaming with the Xbox controller with your phone? Yes, Project X Cloud. So so we've talked, (laughs) we kind of went through the nostalgia of the old video games and how we feel like we miss sitting in the same room playing two-player games. And we miss having, you know, the full game. You just pop in a cartridge or a CD and you play. But gaming is evolved. So let's, you know more about Project X Cloud than I do. So why don't we dive into that just a little bit here? Oh, okay. So this Project X Cloud, if you, uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Xbox platform right now, but uh, they currently have in beta the Xbox Game Pass for PC. So that allows you to play games that you can get on Xbox, on your PC, as long as you've got a PC that has the power to run those games. So, right, and they catch you, the like, pick up a high stuff on your Xbox and back and forth. That, that feature uh, hasn't... Uh, that feature's not available yet, but they're definitely, okay. that's definitely something that is in the cards for it. And I believe at some point, you're probably not necessarily going to need to purchase an Xbox console unless you just want to play it on the TV. Because with the Game Pass, 
it has a full platform where you can get on it and and I have it so I can I'm able to play games on the PC because my computer can run them. But with the xCloud, the idea there is you're going to be streaming the game and it's going to be run on the hardware of Xbox servers. So which is enough, which is also great because you're going to be able to play those games on a cell phone even. Because no matter what device you're using, all you're doing is streaming what is running on Xbox servers. And you'll just pay a monthly fee for that, which is not new to any of us. Monthly fees are a thing. And, uh, you know, maybe the future of gaming is going to be where you don't necessarily have to purchase all this fancy hardware, unless you're into it. I'm a big geek, so I'll probably always want to purchase the hardware, but who knows? Because right I'm, now, I'm the, the same technology way. isn't. Yeah, and I don't think the technology is fully prepared yet. And you might be familiar with a little thing called Google Stadia that pretty yes. much tanks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was all cloud-based gaming. Hmm. So the technology isn't quite there yet, and Microsoft knows that, and they, and that's why I believe that xCloud hasn't come out yet. They're still trying to work all that stuff out. Google jumped the gun, and I think they just wanted to be ahead of Xbox because they knew that Xbox was coming. And we all know Microsoft knows how to do it. See, that's kind of the thing. Like Xbox kind of felt behind a little bit when Sony kind of overtook the market for a little while. And then Sony stumbled. And where they stumbled, Microsoft kind of came in and said, hey, we've we've reworked how the Xbox works and what you can do. Take a look at what we've done. This is for you guys, the gamers. You know, they're like, so here's the gaming aspect of the Xbox. But if you're not a big gamer, you're just a casual guy. Here's all the entertainment aspects of it. And it's basically like having a PC inside of an Xbox, you know, housing. It yeah, it essentially it's, it is Windows OS shy of being a a PC. I think what you we're know, probably going to see Go ahead, go ahead. Um I think the, probably the fear there, and I think most people might agree with me, I think probably the fear there is that people are going to just use it and not purchase Xbox games. They're going to use it and they're going to download Steam and purchase Steam games, and people are going to start to just use it as an actual gaming PC, and maybe they're afraid they're going to lose money because I know that they the companies don't make money on the consoles. So, they make money yeah. on the games. So, people are only they, buying consoles. You know, there might be something there. I don't know. I'm not an expert, yeah. but I do know a little bit about the back end of business. And when it comes to consoles, the companies make little to no money on the purchase yeah. and sales of consoles. Because the, the only time, really, that they can say they make money from the consoles is in that initial release within that first, like, six to eight months of that new console. Because then after that, when someone has it, they're not buying another one. They're going to buy the games. So there's like, hey, 
we made this much off the sale of the consoles. Okay, now we got to focus on the games because nobody else is going to buy a console. Maybe here and there, someone who didn't buy it. Like, I don't have an Xbox One right now. But then I'm like, well, the Xbox, was it Series X? Is that the next one that's coming? The Series X is the one that's coming. Uh, this yeah, I'm holiday. like, well, if it's like, still on track. Dude, do I, I'm like, do I get an Xbox One or do I wait for this? I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Do I, do I stick with this generation, which is going to be the past generation, or do I go next gen? It's like, right. what do I do? Because, well, like and, I said, I don't have an Xbox, so I'm not sure what to do. I think uh, it'll become a little clearer to you as we get closer, because if they do announce yeah. the X Cloud, and if it's readily available, you might want to invest a little bit more in your PC, because uh, you just need a graphics card, right? And you can play some more PC games, too, and then you could be able to play really? your Xbox games on the computer as well. Yeah, realistically, if I get a better graphics card in this, and then if I ultimately... Well, actually, I don't have speakers on this computer anymore. I took them away because I never use them. Mm-hmm. I'm usually on my, oh, yeah. my headphones or my headset anyway. So yeah. as far as audio, I'm like, eh, I think the audio will be fine. It's the graphics that I need to really bump up the specs to be able to handle that stuff. And if you so win, once if I get that, does become a, yeah. If XCloud becomes a solid uh, platform, then you wouldn't need the graphics card at all. So that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be the biggest uh, benefit, and that's really gonna push sales because now people don't have to you know clunk down fourteen hundred dollars even to build your own PC. Now it's still expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. Some people go, oh, well, I got my, I built a gaming PC really cheap. I'm like, well, then you're not going to be able to play a whole bunch of games. Because <laughs> you went in bargain basement for your, your graphics card and all this. It's like, you're really not going to play a whole lot of games. You're going to be able to play the lower spec indie games, of course. And for some people, that's all they want to play. They don't want to play AAA titles like GTA Five, or they don't want to play Fortnite on the PC. They're like, well, I play those yeah. games on my console. My PC, I just do casual indie gaming. So, well, that's fine. Yeah, but that's if you want to step that's up, what, if that's what you need it for. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm yeah. kind of hoping for with, and Microsoft might do it because they've, they seem to listen when their customers are like, hey, we're not real happy with what you're doing. Like, for the release of the Xbox One, and they were like, oh. There's no backwards compatibility, and if you buy a physical game, you have to download it to the console, and then you'll be able to play it. And immediately people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why can't I just play the game off the disc like PlayStation or the Xbox before? Why are you making me take an extra step? And yeah. Microsoft, went, they stepped back and said, okay, we reworked that. That's not how it's going to work now. <laughs> They listened. They were like, "Okay, yeah. we, we've changed it. It's not going to happen that way. We're we're good." It's like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." They listened. Sony doesn't like to listen, but what I'm hoping is no. when Microsoft releases their next generation, and if the Project X Cloud is ready to go, and all the other stuff they have, maybe they'll tie it in together and be like, "Okay, if you want to play, you know, the Project X Cloud, all you got to do." 
is get your Xbox Live Gold Pass, and it'll include access to the X Cloud. Like if you, you buy a lower yeah, tier, then you have be... to subscribe to. Yeah. yeah, like if you buy a lower tier of the Xbox Live, then you know, to add on the X Cloud, it would be like an extra, you know, five ninety nine a month or whatever. Say. Yeah, but if they bundle that in and go, hey, for a for a full year of the Xbox Gold Pass with the Project X Cloud, even they said, hey, it goes from sixty a year to eighty a year, like, so you're telling me I can play all those games streaming, I can still play online with my friends, cross console play with some titles, if Sony plays nice. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like. Okay, that's that's not bad. Like right now, I think the yeah, only be... only game I know of that's cross platform between PC and Xbox, and I think PlayStation and Switch is Minecraft. Yeah, I think that's the only Minecraft one. Minecraft is one of those. Yeah, I'm not sure Rocket what other League games. But... I want to say Rocket League. I would I wouldn't be surprised because Rocket League is pretty big. Yeah. And there might be, I, you know what? I think Fortnite is amongst those as well. I think so. I'm surprised that GTA Five never, because it still has a huge online community of players. Yeah, like it kind of fell off for a little bit, and then it jumped back up when they started going, "Hey, here's more, here's more content, here's more content, here's new missions, here's yeah. the casino, here's new heists," and. What Rockstar yeah, does is definitely brought it for back. free. And they release their DLC for free. Yep. And they're still making a killing. Yeah. I think if I heard correctly, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard that GTA is the number one selling game of all time. I believe it is. I believe you are right. I mean, so many people bought it for what, Xbox 360 and PS3. And it wasn't out that long on those before the next generation of consoles hit. And I I bought it for my PS4. That was the first game I got for the PS4. Right. And I know tons of people who had a 360, they got an Xbox One, they got it for their Xbox One. And then the PC gaming community, they got it and they're playing. It's like, It's huge. Yeah. I bought, I'm hoping. I'm somebody who bought GTA multiple times. I bought, and, and also, this is a good chance for me to tell your audience that I'm not an Xbox fanboy. I did own a PS4. <laughs> so, uh, and I love the PS4 too. I love them both. I had them both. I'll probably get both of the next iterations of both, whatever. But anyways, I bought GTA 5 on PS3. I bought it on PS4, I bought it on Xbox One, not only for myself, but for Devin as well, on PS4 and Xbox One. Then I bought it on PC as well. <laughs> so, GT, mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar has made, I've bought the game like six or seven times. Over. Yeah, I've, I've bought it three times. I bought, the, I got the PS3 version, which actually I think was a gift from Leanne. And then she got me the PS4. And I traded in a bunch of the physical games I had for the PS3 to get GTA 5 for the PS4. And then just a few weeks ago, I bought 
GTA Five for the PC. You know this because I was trying to play it and everything was off. The yeah. colors and it's laggy. And we determined my graphics card just couldn't support it. We looked at the specs and I mean, I can play it, yeah. but it's like my computer's it's it's like trying to drive a car when all the cylinders aren't firing. Eventually something's gonna give out. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm exactly. not even gonna push it. I'm not gonna push it. Yeah, it's just gonna overwork your PC and uh overheat it and whatnot. <sighs> But I think if yeah, we got so. you, let me see. I think you only need like a GTX 570 or a 680. Let me see what those cost right now. Is it 680? Is that the? I think it is. If I remember, that's. I haven't looked at them for a while. I looked at them that day, and then I didn't look at them again. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man, something's <laughs> like." Or five hundred bucks. Uh, I don't have that right now. Yeah, we probably have probably have to get like a because the, the lower graphics cards are hard to find now. I think the lowest one you can get is the uh, sixteen fifty, sixteen fifteen, sixteen sixty, unless you find it on eBay or something, or maybe Amazon has some lower ones. Yeah. Oh, maybe Amazon. Maybe Amazon. Amazon. Has lower graphics. I mean. Like, just to get you going, you know what I mean? You can always upgrade again yeah. later if you wanted to play more, you know, bigger games. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, eventually, I'll probably... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hit my vape a little too hard there. Eventually, <laughs> I'll probably invest the money and either build my own PC or get one that has the specs that I want, not only for playing a few games here and there, but for the audio production that I do since I do the podcast and video editing down the line. But yeah, graphics card will definitely come in right there. Yeah. Because if I want to start recording, playing games or like set up to be able to stream, you know, some games every now and then if we're playing online together or whatnot, you know? Yeah. Might be fun to stream some of those uh, GTA 5 moments. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Maybe, maybe definitely. late to the game, but who cares? Those are those are some of the videos I watch on YouTube, the GTA videos, just because people go on and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna have some fun." Yeah, and then you can uh, you can do the uh, cheats if you want. <laughs> you can do the mods. Yeah. yeah, become a goose and fly a plane, and <laughs> oh, I they, think there was I don't know how was, when I saw that. <laughs> they recently brought back the peyote plants in uh, GTA Online. Yeah, and they're so already gone. I, the, well, they they were gone. They they brought them back, then they took them away, and they brought them back. Did they take them away again for a second time? They took them away sometime in April because I went on like the day after. I was like, man, I want to check out these peyote plants, and then I went online and started searching where are the locations. Like, you'll notice when you get near one, your controller will start vibrating. Like, okay, cool. Got to near where one was. Nothing. Well, I looked it up online. They're like, oh, the, as of April 13th, they removed them from the game again. I was like, man. It's like, you guys keep doing that, and I miss out every time. Because I think for a while they were only available, what, within the within the PC online? 
version. Uh-huh. And then they put it to all the consoles across the board. I could be wrong here. I could be talking completely out of my ass. <laughs> it's like, but then I looked, I'm like, oh, you took him away. And I was just going to see if I could turn into like a dog or something. And it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't get the chance. I haven't. Yeah, because I haven't looked for them recently, but I just messed around with them when they first brought them back. Uh, I really I'm sure they'll bring them back again. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll bring them back again. Probably sometime midsummer, they'll probably be like, "Hey, they're back." But they, I, they never really, really cool announced it. Like, you just, <laughs> you just have to kind yeah, of know like where to watch things. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I had no idea there was going to be these. What is it? The Gerald missions that came out recently. Yeah. Yeah, like I had no idea. Then you sent me a link. I'm like, where did these come from? When? And I, I read somewhere they're like, hey, there's probably going to be another update to GTA Five, and it's probably going to be huge. Like, mm -hmm. how much? How much more can you guys do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Think I, about. I like when they add the. Go ahead. Oh, I thought I lost you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm here. I, you were talking, so I was like trying to not talk over you again. <laughs> my bad. The uh, I like the like sort of linear missions where you're not in public sessions and you can just kind of go about your business and like enjoy the mission. So when they brought those yeah. missions out, I was stoked on that. I definitely, for the most part, prefer going in and doing stuff on my own. Because a lot of times you get into a lobby and you just get people who have leveled up so high in the game. And they're just like, well, I'm just going to take my jet and blow everybody up. I don't care. I'm like, well, that's not fun for me. I'm trying to do stuff. So most of the time, if I go into a public lobby on the PS4 to play GTA Online, I'm immediately in passive mode. Right. Because I want to be able to walk around and figure out what I want to do, and then I'm in there for 30 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to stop playing for now. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have to do too much in public lobbies, and you don't have a full crew to play with, it's hard. Yeah. So I'm really and hoping that next generation is all cross-platform, all the way around. Like, come on. The technology's there. Just let's do it already. <laughs> It really is, and it, it kind of sucked that Sony in the beginning, Microsoft was like, yeah, we're all for cross-console play. And Sony's like, well, no, we don't want to expose our fans to some inappropriate behavior. I'm like, have you ever gone online and listened to people that are playing online together in a public forum? Because there are eight-year-olds and they're cussing everybody out. Oh man, that's hilarious. But then they find Sony kind of was like, oh, okay, we'll do some titles, but I think next gen it's got to be the majority of those AAA titles. Like when GTA 6 finally comes out, I'm hoping that Nintendo Switch will be able to support it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping if people get it on Switch or Xbox, PC, PlayStation 5, that anyone that has it is able to play with each other. All you'd have to do is make exactly. it if, like, oh, if you're on PC and you want to play with your friends on console, you're just not going to be able to use your cheats. 
because you're going to be playing yeah. on the console version, so you can't screw with the game like you would with other PC players. Yeah. You can't enable the cheat to I become Hulk Hogan and blow stuff up. Yeah, but the only thing with that, too, with as far as going into PC, you always have that conflict of, you know, supposedly the keyboard and mouse has an advantage. I can kind of see it because I, I don't I only recently started playing GTA on the PC, so I can kind of see it. But I'm not well versed enough on PC to really see it, I guess, yet, because I'm still kind of yeah. like I struggle with it. You know, keyboard and mouse is a little bit of a struggle. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to get on there. for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd, I'd have to always play with a controller. I don't think I could do the PC and mouse. Lance told me it's not as hard as I think it is, but, but as someone who grew up, every video game I ever played controller was a controller, save for like playing Oregon Trail at school or any of those. That was a keyboard and mouse, but those were such simple controls. Right. I mean, Oregon Trail was basically a point and click. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it wasn't really, I mean, so like... <laughs> I can see people getting pissed, like, oh, the keyboard and mouse is better. It's like, well, then just get better with your controller. There's ways to do it. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, also with the next gen of gaming, with the next generation of games. And I know we're going over an hour and a half here, so we'll we'll wrap up pretty soon, but yeah, what my bad. I think we got that... a little off track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know we what? Don't... We we got some nostalgia in, and we're just kind of talking video games in general. What? A... But one thing I want, like what Xbox I think did right, was release that Elite controller with the Xbox One, customizable. Yeah. You can replace the stuff. You can map it how you want. Mm -hmm. I think the next gen's gonna have to have that kind of controllers readily available. Not be like PlayStation has a couple in their third party yeah so they're like yeah well we we licensed it but it's a third party it's not us exactly like, like but you've been making video game consoles for since the early 90s why can't you figure it out microsoft's got it exactly so, well and if, have you ever if you've actually held the elite controller in your hand before it is a solid piece of machinery like it feels good in your hand I almost I, pulled the trick on mine one a few years yeah. ago, yeah. just to have it for PC. So I was like, "Well, I could use it for playing the, you know, Nintendo games if I ever were to download an emulator without anyone getting in trouble for doing so, right. or be <laughs> able to play it on Steam because Microsoft Xbox Elite controller automatically syncs up with Windows 10. So I was like, "Oh, maybe for Steam games." But I didn't get it. So I was like, man, yeah, I don't know uh, if I could pay almost $200 for it. I'm like... Yeah. Mm. I mean, at least I can I can tell you that it does indeed uh, hook up directly with uh, the Steam games. So when I hook up my controller to my computer, you don't have to map the buttons. Like, it already knows what button does what. You can change the yeah. mapping if you like, but... Yeah, when I used my PC controller, like when we were playing Human Fall, not my PC, my PlayStation controller, when we were playing Human Fall Flat a few weeks ago, uh -huh. it was just giving me the Xbox buttons, but I knew exactly what they were talking about. It's still the same thing. It was just like, oh, hit Y. I'm like, oh, okay, well, Y is triangle. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, 
it still works. It's just it's made like, hey, we're optimizing for the Xbox controller because it is a Microsoft computer you're playing on. So, yeah, or it's it's a Windows based computer you're playing on. Yeah, it's technically manufactured by Hewlett Packard, but (laughs) Microsoft operating system. Yeah. No, but it's what I was getting at. No, I sure did, and and I feel like. Even though we got off track, I feel like it was more because of talking through talking about the old games. It it takes you back to that time where you didn't have to do the microtransactions and where you didn't have to worry about any DLC and everything. Kind of like reminded us of what is going on in today's world a little bit. So almost yeah. so the fact that we got off track, it wasn't like terrible because we got to kind of compare and contrast how things yeah. were to how things are now. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And and real quick, I re- I don't know if you remember, uh, it was a couple of years ago, there was that big ordeal over the microtransactions. Yeah. Ev- every game. And EA was the biggest culprit. Oh, God, EA. Just about, just about every game that came out, they're like, hey, here's a $60 game, but if you want to be able to play this map, you got to download it. Or if you want to get these cool things, you got to buy these loot boxes. Yeah. Uh, EA, EA have, can be a podcast on its own. <laughs> I, ha- I have no problem if they're like, hey, here's you know special edition loot boxes or special edition downloadable content. It's going to cost you a few dollars, but it'll give you something in the game that you just can't get by grinding through. Mm-hmm. So I understand. I, want- I get Go it ahead. to a point. But when the, everything is a microtransaction, I was like, no, no. You can't have everything cost me more money. I've already paid $60 for your goddamn game. You want me to pay another 60 in DLC just to be able to get the cool weapon or the cool skin? No. EA, screw yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think they were the first ones to uh, start doing that, and it was with Madden. So, if you remember on the PS3, online was completely free. Xbox, Microsoft was charging 60 bucks a year for quite some time before Sony got on that whole PSN annual, monthly, whatever. Yep. And, and I Madden, remember how you had this people got. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean... What was once free and what is still free on PC to this day in that regard, something you have to pay for now? It's like, why? Why do you have to pay to play online? That doesn't make sense. It's not that big a deal. The technology yeah. has been there. You know, it's not new technology. So what are we paying for? So they try to throw in exactly. the free games to make you feel better about it. But, eh, you know, I, I go back and forth on that. And. Honestly, I will say this, as far as the PlayStation Network and having to pay to to play online, if that's all it was, I'd be like, okay, this is this is kind of bullshit. But I will say, I have probably got my money's worth out of the PlayStation Plus in just the free games I've downloaded alone. And I get it. If my PlayStation Plus lapses, I don't have access to those games anymore. But the second I re-up, they're still there. Boom. They're still in my library. They're just not ex- at. They're not accessible if I don't have the PS Plus. So I right. I got like Uncharted Four and 
all, all these other games, I'm just like, you know what? Until dawn, all these games that come out for free, if I want them, I just get them when they are available for free on PS Plus. And within a year's time, some people still complain. I'm like, well, I just got some top triple play titles for free. And sometimes they're the game of the year edition or they have all the DLC bundled with it. So I'm like, yeah. Like, okay, that game when it was launched, like Uncharted 4, if you wanted the game, which was like 60 bucks and then all the other add ons for it, you're probably talking like $120 after getting everything. Mm hmm. I've got the entire version now for free with all that stuff. Yeah, I will say Sony like, definitely makes okay. it worth it. And Xbox has been doing the same. One thing I would like to see them do for the next gen, maybe you stop charging us to play online. Be like, hey, you can go online and play with your friends. If you guys have the game, you can play for free. Online play, it's free. Now, if you want access to these libraries, like the PS Now, or the X was it Xbox Game Pass where you can stream, mm -hmm. go like, okay, exactly. if you want those, that's what you're going to pay for. Like, yeah, exactly. I can see that. I want to be able to stream those old school games. I'll pay you for that. I think Nintendo Switch, even though they don't have integrated voice chat into the Switch yet, I feel it's coming at some point. Even though they don't have that integrated in right now, their online is only 20 bucks a year. Okay. So you can play online, you get the Super Nintendo, you get the Nintendo. For what like, you're getting, is phenomenal. Like, if you were to go out and try to buy those physical games for a Nintendo or Super Nintendo, some of those titles... Are hundreds of dollars themselves. Yeah. So twenty bucks for the Switch, and I still see people complaining, like, "Well, we don't have N sixty four, and there's no GameCube, and the voice chat is only through my phone." What the hell? I'm like, like, well, don't you? Most people use Discord anyway, so why even bother using the Nintendo voice chat through the app on your phone? Yeah, and you can easily, yeah, you can easily use Discord on your phone, Skype, whatever. Yeah. Now, uh, recently, I don't know if you're on the app or not, but there's an app that's been like really popular lately called House Party, and that I've heard about. Uh, it. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I I yeah. saw that it really took off during this whole self isolation quarantine thing. Yeah, it's kind of like they're like, hey, it's Zoom, but it's cooler than Zoom because it's for the, the younger party. generation. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they're like, we're not getting hacked like Zoom all the time. Like, yeah, Zoom's getting hacked all the time. <laughs> Man, yeah, House Party has actually been around for a while. We got we got it a few years back, but it just never really took off. And then all of a sudden, uh, my family was like, "Oh, get on House Party! We're everyone's on House Party. We're doing House Party." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out because I keep seeing it come up. I'm like, okay, I might have to check this. Like, I saw a huge push, push a few weeks ago for yeah. it on the news. There were commercials. And they're like, do you want to talk to your friends while you can't be in the same place right now? Jump on House Party. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? House Party? What? Kid and play? What's going on? <laughs> Classic Is this a pajama like jammy that. jam? 
<laughs> but yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check out House Party. I might have to put it on my phone or see if there is there. I don't know if there's a PC version of it or not. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't even know if there is or not. There might. Be, I think when I looked soon, up, right? Yeah, I think it's only mobile, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it might be. Let's see. Oh, House Party. Group video chat with House Party on Chrome, so you can talk to your friends when you're not together. Oh, there you go. It's on Chrome. Sweet. Yeah, and I basically use... Oh, and then this, as of April 2nd, they're saying there's no... There's currently no dedicated Windows app for your laptop or desktop PC. Oh, like, no. You have a Chrome extension, maybe. I don't know. But then I'm so leery about adding Chrome extensions onto my browser. I <laughs> I normally <laughs> don't make any of them. I yeah. I don't even it's pretty... I don't even have. I think Webroot is the only browser extension I have running in the background, and that's just to make sure that I stay safe when I yep. go online. Because Webroot is by far the best thing I've ever bought for my PC to protect it. Oh, 100%. I agree. I use Webroot myself. It's been great. I've never had issue. Yeah. I just re-upped not too long ago because it ran out. I was like, I need it. I can't do anything without it at this point. It's it's my saving grace. Yeah. And it'll uh, sometimes it'll flag stuff that you know is good. And you're like, ooh. Even though, like, hey, you know what? I know this is good. It, I mean, it really bases it on the type of site that it is, and <clears throat> at exactly. least just lets you know, like, hey, this might not be too safe. You might want to think twice, and then you can <laughs> reevaluate yeah. if you have to. Which is smart because sometimes you don't know something could have changed, or you know, they're like, hey, we're we're not really sure. And I'm like, you and know what? You go I'm gonna trust your judgment on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go over to Reddit so, or something real quick. <laughs> see if anything's like theory yeah. of the <laughs> Exactly. Well, this was fun. I definitely want to get together again and we can talk more. Definitely, Maybe we yeah. can. Um, I feel like we barely scratched the surface in some ways. Oh, oh yeah, because we can we could probably do a whole episode just talking about Nintendo games we used to play or I I could probably do a whole episode based on the the day where I woke up at two in the morning playing Mega Man Two before we went on vacation to Utah and I beat the game like an hour before we were to leave. There we go. Yeah, because we we sleep. only got up to Super Nintendo, so we still yeah. have what uh, sixty four GameCube. Yeah, which I never had a sixty four. I had a GameCube for <laughs> a blink of an eye with one game. I still have my <laughs> Nintendo Wii. Still have my Wii. Never got a Wii U. But I had a PlayStation, a PS3. These are just what I own. Greg had a PS4. I never played his PS4. Or, or PS2. Not PS4. PS2. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, See, I got them all running together now. Yeah, he had a PS2 and I had the Xbox. So he'd be like, well, the PS2's right. better. I'm like, what does it matter? <laughs> it both be the same thing. We get to play video games. Who cares? I just got a reminder of the uh, South Park episode where they had that battle, the same battle. <laughs> oh, <next one. laughs> 
I don't, I don't know. I have no brand loyalty. I'm like, I like the Switch. I like PlayStation. I like Xbox. I don't care. Right. I like PC. Like, yeah, we like yeah. games. <laughs> it's funny because I, I will say, you... <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that's pretty much why I ended up getting both uh, consoles this year. Because up until now, I mean, I had PS1, 2, 3, and then this generation, I ended up getting both. But I wanted to try all the first party games and whatnot for both, you know? There's, each one has games that you can't get on the other. It's like, well, why am I going to be loyal to one brand over the other? Because at some point, every business does something that you're like, well, I don't agree with what they're doing there. That's kind of screwing us over. So yeah. you, you can't just have this blind loyalty. That's why I'm just across the board. And I'll be honest, I didn't think the Nintendo Switch was going to be a success. I thought they're going to crash and burn. They're going to screw it up, like with the Wii U. And then I had multiple friends going, no, this is great. The Switch is so much fun. I can take it on the go. I can play it at home. The games are really good. And I got one. Leanne got me one as a <laughs> present, and I haven't looked back. And then I got her the Switch Lite this past Christmas, and she's been playing that a lot. Nice. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's fun. Right we got on. a couple of games that we can go on and play against each other, but uh, we'll circle back to this. We'll we'll talk some Definitely. more about the old school games. We'll figure out how we can record us playing some old school games. You know, I'll bring over the, you know, once we get out of quarantine and we can get together, we can play in person. Maybe I'll bring my NES Mini over. and the plan, man. You know? Yeah, we'll definitely, like I said, we'll definitely circle back. Cause like you said, we've barely scratched the surface and we can do another, oh, what, almost two hours? <laughs> Easily. <laughs> but you know what? This was, this was fun just to sit down, talk about games. We had some nostalgia. We went off here and there, you know, but when you're talking about something like this, it's hard not to talk about other things that were around at that same time. Cause I used to play my Game Boy and listen to my Sony Walkman. It's just what I did. (laughs) (laughs) And there's going to be so many people who hear this. So many people are going to hear this and go, what the fuck are they talking about? What's a Walkman? (laughs) Ask your, ask your parents, ask your parents. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here for now. It was Alrighty. it was a lot of fun, man. Hey, this was fun, Eddie. I appreciate you coming on and doing this. I've definitely and had a great time. We're, def- we're gonna do it again. We are definitely gonna do it again. Because yeah, why not? Because of of course, anytime you got a you got an open invitation to come back here to Skewer Universe, man. You're my brother. I've known you longer than anybody. I mean, aside from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> We grew up together. We yeah, were forged true. these video games from a young age. It reminded earlier when you're like you said, "Oh, I'm a gamer," and I'm like, "You're a gamer." I think we're gamers in this aspect of we grew up playing all these old games, and we just like playing games. We're not these like hardcore like oh PC master race and like hours on end going through exactly. keyboards and controllers and. Like, yeah, I can't play yeah. 62 hours of Fortnite straight. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that either. Definitely not. 
Man, once you hit a certain age, it's like, you know what? I could spend maybe four hours playing a game. Then after that, it's like, maybe I want to watch a movie. Maybe I want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, uh, it, you, it, you look at things from a different aspect. And I feel like in some ways, you tend to, and maybe it's just because when you're a kid, you just don't think about things too much. You just kind of go for it. I mean, I remember I used to pop in a game. I didn't read the instructions. I popped in a game and I went for it. Now, exactly. I'm like, uh, okay, what are the controls? I don't know how to get my gun out. I don't know how to do this. How do I get in the car? And you got to like, I overthink stuff now. So it's a whole different there's mentality. A learning, there's a learning curve. And I, I, <laughs> I think maybe as kids, we were more adept to just picking it up and going. And now because it's advanced so much. Like yeah, kids now pick up a controller. A <laughs> yeah. Kids now can pick up a game and just do what we used to do. And it's exactly. like, okay. And I think sometimes you, you take for granted what you had as a kid, just being able to pick it up and play. And now you're like, well, how was I doing this before? And you're like, yep. uh, but I will say this. I cherish a lot more of the time when I can just sit down, throw in a game, and just play for a few hours and just kind of get lost. It's relaxing. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that'll do it for this time around, and we'll we'll get back together again, Eddie. Thanks for coming on. Thanks the, again for having me, man. You're, you're the best person to have on for this discussion. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good times. Because not only do you remember the, the old school stuff, you have more insight than I do on some of the newer stuff coming out because you've kept me in the know of some of the new stuff coming. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. And like I said, you always got an open invitation to come back whenever. Definitely be back. I'll definitely be back. All right, man. It was good talking. All righty. I'll see you later, bud. See you later. All right, well, that was mine and Eddie's uh, almost two-hour discussion on video games. Is that I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was episode 20 of Steward Universe, so we've, we've hit a little bit of a threshold, a little bit of a milestone. We got 20 episodes in. And like we said, there's going to be a few more of these to come. We're going to get together and brainstorm some ideas for some other video game podcasts, because here in the Steward Universe... It's movies, it's games, it's wrestling, it's whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Mainly, just to bring you guys a little discussion, have a little fun, talk about whatever. Until we meet again, stay safe, stay happy if you can, and keep on enjoying that universe that is just the tiniest bit. Well, actually, it's a lot. <clears throat> a lot more than a tiny bit. Skewered. Find the podcast at skeweduniversepodcast.podbean.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Search for Skewered Universe Podcast. Contact the show by emailing us at skeweduniversepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at skeweredu. Facebook as the Skewered Universe group page and Instagram as Skewered underscore universe.